This team is absolutely ridiculous, uh, and we just won a series against Cleveland. All today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Tigers podcast. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, July 6th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Detroit Tigers take a, a big victory, a big, big, big victory um, on Tuesday night against the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, winning by a score of 11 to four. Now, uh, this was domination. I mean, pretty much from from start to finish, this was complete and utter domination. I, I guess from the second inning on, it, it was complete domination. In the first inning, there, it was a, it was a little little questionable on where this game was going to head, head. But from the second inning on, uh, there was no doubt about who was winning this ball game. We talked. Earlier this week, I want to say it was either Friday. No, no, because that was when I was still not feeling well. I think it was, mm, it might have been before actually I, I was sick. This might have been like beginning of last week or even end of two weeks ago. I made a comment on here which resonated with a lot of people um, where I said there have only been three games this entire season where I have felt from pretty much first pitch until the end of the game that we were in control and we were the better team or, or maybe not from first pitch till the end of the game, but just uh, like very early on, just had actual confidence while watching that, like we're the better team today and we're going to win. And this was obviously one of those times, right? Like there, there's no question about that. Uh, Cleveland had a position player on the mound by the seventh inning. Like this was utter and, and complete domination. Um, and now you've set yourself up. Uh, in a position where you can go into the final game of a four-game series and, and get a sweep. Even if you don't do it, e even if we lose today as you're listening to this on Wednesday, even if we lose on Wednesday, I mean, we have Pineda going, they have Shane Bieber. You know, it, it, we, we might drop it. Um, but at the end of the day, there is something – what am I even trying to say? <laughs> the wording there very much escaped me. Um, at the end of the day, you you won a four game series against a team that was several games pretty pretty comfortably going into the series at least over five hundred, and was within three games of the first of first place in your division heading into this series as well. Um, this this was a team that is, is like in the playoff hunt and very much uh, established within the playoff race going into the All Star break and on the second half of this season. Uh, and you absolutely punch them in the mouth. And, like, that's that's awesome and great. It's just, you know, it's coming off of losing a series that you probably should have gotten swept into one of the worst teams in baseball. Like, none, none of it makes sense. There, there's, no, there's no logic to this team, which frustrates the living heck out of everybody, including myself, and I'm sure including all of you, but it also leads to some fun series like this one. So 
Uh, we went 11 to four. Like I said, they had a position player. They had Sandy Leone on the mound, by the way, and he pitched two perfect innings. Only the Detroit Tigers, seriously, could put up 11 in six, really in, in five. I mean, if, if, because we went scoreless after the first, right? But for, for, we scored 11 runs in the first six innings and then got, perfectoed by a backup catcher in the seventh and the eighth. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, but regardless, we do take this one. Uh, I mean, I guess we can start offensively. Uh, I mean, who didn't absolutely look fantastic at the dish? Uh, even like Robbie Grossman, for instance, he, he goes 0 for 3 with a walk and a strikeout. He should have gone 0 for 2 with two walks. And like, that's Robbie Grossman's thing. He, even with this horrific season where his slugging percentage is under 280 at the moment which is horrific and and makes my my eyes want to not see things um his on base percentage is still 315 which while it's not uber elite it's it's still you know solid ish and considering his batting average is over 100 points less than his on base percentage like he's still doing his job of getting walks like he's still getting walked uh, at, a, at a decent clip, and, and he should have had two more tonight, like I said. Uh, Riley Green will save for the end because he was unbelievable again. Miguel Cabrera, three for three in this one, with a walk as well. Went Got on base all four times. Uh, he got pinch hit for late in the game once they went to a position player on the bump. I would have liked to have seen Miggy <laughs> pitch the ninth, to be honest with you as well. Maybe it will take even more than a nine-run lead to get Miguel Cabrera on the bump, but I feel like that like has like Pujols did it earlier. I feel like that kind of has to happen. Regardless, three for three, got on base all four times tonight. He's actually in the top ten in the American League in batting average, which is like crazy. I think he's in the top fifteen in baseball in batting average as well. Um, there is zero power left, right? Like there's there's next to no power. His slugging percentage is is three seventy two. Uh, I'm pretty sure he leads baseball in percentage of hits that are singles. I'm pretty sure he leads all of baseball, and it's some astronomical number. Uh, so it's no power, but the fact that at his age, he is still, A, getting RBIs pretty much at every opportunity handed to him. Like his his um, performance with runners in scoring position is, is at a whole different stratosphere than the rest of this team, even though it is usually sack flies and soft singles or ground outs to the opposite side of the field, like whatever, he still gets the job done. Um, and, and he's just been a singles machine. He's got a 308, 309 batting average as it stands right now. You, you love it. What else can you ask for out of almost 40 year old Miguel Cabrera in 2022? He's still like, like arguably what a top three hitter. Maybe inarguably a top three hitter on this team this season uh, because of how catastrophic it's been. But yeah, like his 720 OPS is, is I think, the best of qualified hitters on the team. Victor Reyes is slightly better, but he hasn't had enough bats to be qualified. And Riley Green is better, but he obviously hasn't had enough bats to be qualified either. Um, so Miguel Cabrera just continues to be, you know, goat stuff. That's all That's all there really is to say. He's the dog. Um Eric Haas continues his absolute heater. His OPS is off to 719 now, um, which, again, when I'm saying it out loud, like, it's up to 719. Like, why are we celebrating this? It was, like, 400, like, a month ago or three, maybe even, like, a little closer to three weeks ago. 
So the fact that it's up above 700, uh, where, like I said, days ago, it was in the 400s. Really, really on an absolute heater lately. Uh, Goes yard again in this one. Had to double in this one as well. Just is on an absolute tear. Shout out to Hasi, man. Shout out to Hasi. And like I said, I think with how poor offensively Tucker Barnhart has been, where Barnhart has the clear advantage behind the dish as, as a catcher, um, with how bad this offense has been this season, it's going to be really hard to keep Eric Haas out of the lineup. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure his defense is, is so much worse than Barnhart's where it's worse. The difference of worth, that's the word, the difference of like Barnhart, who with all due respect has been borderline and automatic out um, th- this entire season versus Haas. He was on a tear. So we'll see how we, how AJ plays that going forward. Uh, Jonathan Scope, another knock in this one. Really good to see. Had a walk, too, which is very rare. That's the other thing. We walked a ton. One, two, three, four, five. Five walks in this one as well. Uh, and 13 hits. That is 18 base runners. That'll do it. That'll do it. And and we had one, two, three, four. Four of those 18 base runners were extra base hits. That's not a fantastic percentage still, right? Like, that's still a lot of just dudes getting to first base. Um only one of them was a homer, but uh, I mean, 11 runs. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and complain about 11 runs. It just, you know, like Eric Haas, his team leading home run, he has seven. It's it's July, and our team leader in home runs has seven. Like, that's, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about here. So, um, yeah, same, same old offense. Oh, Spencer Torkelson drew a walk, but also struck out twice. That's not great. Uh, and Victor Reyes continues to be a huge plus for this team offensively. I love him in the nine hole. I, I think having Reyes and Green back to back is really good for both of them. Um, so I'm I'm very for Riley Green. Sorry, Victor Reyes continuing to hit in uh, in the nine hole. We'll finish up the offense. There's a couple players left. I want to talk Riley Green. I want to talk Jamer Candelario. Um, and then just yeah, finish up the offense, and then we'll get to the pitching and such. But first, I got to tell y'all about our friends over at BlueNile.com. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find a jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond's shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers, jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is truly one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. They're available available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Tigers listeners are getting $50 off of purchases, $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. So use code LOCKDOWN. That's code LOCKDOWN plus Every order is insured, it ships free, and it, arri- and it arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So you can shop stress-free and find your forever piece at BlueNile.com today. All right, everybody. Welcome back to our second segment here at Lockdown Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Um Okay, so wrapping up the offense here, um, we're not going to go into too, like the pinch hit people. Like the, Those were against a catcher, and they were all outs on top of that, which is whack, but okay. Um, 
Harold Castro gets shuts the door in this one. Goes out there in the closer role. Shuts the door. Um, also had a knock in this one. He, he can do it all. He can do it all. He had an error, actually, at the beginning of this game. But he can do it all for the sake of, of the meme that is Harold Castro. What a guy. Love that, man. Uh, Jamer in this one, I thought, took um, all were really good at bats. And, and that's something that I've been very concerned about with Jamer. And we talked about it, what, yesterday, two days ago, about the future of Jamer Candelaria with this team. He's going to have to turn it around quick if he wants those conversations about what to do with him this offseason to go away. And uh, I, I thought he took a lot of really good at-bats in this one. Uh, had had the hit, had a couple of runs scored, had a walk, uh, had a strikeout that he should have swung at. I know that you know it was right on the black there, but on a full count, it's a fastball. And, and it's a full count. You, you got to get the bat off the shoulder there. Um, but I, as a whole, I thought his at-bats were a lot better than – looked a lot better than they have over the last couple of weeks. Um, Torque, we already kind of talked about, did not look super great. Uh, had an RBI on, on another – again, right? It, like I said, what, you know, sometime this week, it's either a ground ball to the left side or a pop-out to the right side. Seriously, watch, watch for yourself, every single one. It's either a, a ground out to shorter third or it's a pop out to second base or right field every single time. And that's a timing thing. That's what happens when, when your timing is, is off, right? So continue to progress, continue taking at bats, just keep him down there in the lineup. He's obviously not hitting well enough to be in the top part of the lineup. So just keep him down there in that eight spot that you had him in tonight. Let him keep trying to work on it. Um, and, and we'll see what happens. But uh, desperately need him to pick it up as well. And then Riley Green. Um, Riley Green is is him. He's him. He's unbelievable. Uh, two for five with three RBIs in this one. Had two doubles. Both of his hits being extra base hits. Um, 274 average. 384 on base percentage. 403 slugging percentage. Now, his first like week or so he he only had singles as hits and now the extra base hits are coming so now the slugging percentage is getting higher and higher so you're going to see that number continue to go up Riley Green also as Adley Rutschman is officially promoted from prospect status Riley Green is in fact your number one prospect in Major League Baseball so the best prospect in the entire sport plays for your baseball team that's kind of fun no matter what the season, and I know for the rest of the year, no matter what happens, there's always going to be people that just love to comment, like, who cares? Like, season's over, doesn't matter, none of this matters. Oh, it does matter because the uh, a dude that could potentially be your best player for the next decade plus and, and could be one of the pillars for getting you out of this gutter that, that we've been in for over half a decade is now playing at the major league level. That matters. And his performance matters because uh, if he doesn't perform, then he's not that person and we need to find that out. And he is performing and that's awesome to see. So individual performances still matter, even though I, I know everybody is is in love with saying like whatever the seeds of failure and it's lost. Um, Riley Green's here and that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I Every time he steps in the batter's box, I just get happy. I'm like, this is like he's here. He's actually playing. He's actually playing for the Detroit Tigers. Not in Toledo. He's not on the IL. There's nothing happening. He he is a Detroit Tiger, and that's awesome. 
makes me smile. Makes me happy. Makes me smile. Um, so yeah, he he looked fantastic. He he turned a fastball that was down the middle, slightly inside, but in, in the center, uh, whatever section of the plate. Uh, and and he took it to the opposite field off the wall for a double. That's unbelievably impressive. That's some like Miguel Cabrera type stuff to to get inside on a on a heater that's a little bit inside and get you yourself get on inside of it and send it the other way. That's unbelievably impressive. Uh, he also rocketed one, pulled one that that was closer to down the right field line for a double. Um, he's looked great defensively in center field. Besides that one play in Boston, uh, it's it's he's here and it's awesome. Makes me makes makes everybody very happy as it should. So so enjoy it, enjoy it because um, I, I want him to hit lead off forever, forever, for the rest of time. I don't 60 years from now, I still want him to be hitting leadoff. Here, here's the thing. Like he deserves it right now. We had that conversation yesterday where the, you want the dude to bat leadoff that, that you want to have the most at bats because the leadoff hitter gets the most at bats on the team. Is there anyone in this lineup that you think should be getting more at bats than Riley green? I'll answer for you. No, the answer is no. So I think he should be there. And then as he continues to grow and continues to get even better, because here's the scary part, okay? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. And I'm not trying to, to, to hype this kid up as, as like Mike Trout or anything. And, and if he goes on like a, like a whatever, late August, early September slump where, where he's not seeing the ball, I don't, I don't want people to freak out and go, oh, you said he was the second coming and, and you said he was going to win like MVP as a 21-year-old or whatever. I, I don't want people to to take this as um as as me telling you to have unbelievably unobtainable expectations for this kid but i am going to let you in on a secret um he's not even like a hundred percent like locked in right now he's not and, and i'm not he's obviously playing great i'm not saying the kid's sucking at the plate i'm just saying timing wise his timing isn't even like completely where it has been in his professional career, A, and B, where it will be. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's pretty – we can all pretty confidently say he will get there. But his, his timing could even be a little bit better than it even is, right? Like he he is – I mean, is, is it ridiculous to say he's the best player on the team right now? I don't think it is. And he's not even completely like a hundred percent locked in yet. He's not even complete. There's another level to him, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's another, there's, there's another step that he's going to take and it's going to be glorious. So buckle up and enjoy it because he he's a Detroit tiger and that's awesome. Well, we'll get into the pitching. We'll finish the show. There's some roster moves we got to go over too. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live bets, esports, and more. And BetOnline remains your best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check out all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
All right, everybody. Welcome back to our third and final segment here at Lockdown Tigers. Uh, let's get into the pitching. Drew Hutchinson pitched in this one. I'm not sure uh, this is a success. Successful start for Drew. He looked actually pretty solid. I, I was, um, I, I don't know, maybe impressed is a little bit too dramatic of a word, but uh, relative to, to I think, expectations for Drew Hutchinson on a, like, game-to-game basis i'm not sure how you could ask for too much more than uh than what he gave you i thought he was pretty solid his final line was five innings five hits two runs only one of them earned no walks and two strikeouts the no walks is huge anytime you're a spot starter like that you don't want to beat yourself you don't want the bullpen to get too taxed um yeah i mean seven whiffs in five innings not bad csw Percentage, 28, not bad. Average exit velo, sub 90, not bad. Not bad. That's pretty much the the, the definition of this start. So, uh, yeah, Drew Hutchinson, solid. And and this is a dude that uh, I'm not sure why there's, like, a pocket of Tigers Twitter that just, like, hates this dude for no reason, like, this isn't a, a failed promise. This isn't Jordan Zimmerman. This isn't some dude that everybody was like, oh, watch out for Drew Hutchinson. He's sick, dude. Like, no, this is a guy that got signed to a minor league deal. Last year actually gave you several very productive starts down the stretch in the second half of the year when everyone else was hurt. And then this year, everyone got hurt again, so he went back to the well. And he he has a 4-3 ERA. Like, uh, that that's not bad for a dude that has been on, kicked on and off the roster 19 times this year. That's an exaggeration uh, before someone yells at me for, for that being wrong. Um, I, he, he's been solid enough. Like he, he hasn't uh, put us in a position to win. Obviously we scored 11 runs. We were going to win most games tonight, but I, I mean, one earned run in five innings. That's, that's unbelievably solid. So, Shout out to Drew Hutchinson for for being uh, a guy that can walk in and and give you at least some quality innings that you desperately need at the moment uh, for the Detroit Tigers organization. And uh, he he has certainly filled that role uh, about as well as you can ask someone to, I guess I would say. Um, Relief-wise, I mean, Drew, we'll see what happens with his future. I'm not sure he's longed for the roster because he never is longed for the roster. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. We, we got roster move stuff to, to talk about at the end as well. Jason Foley in this one, um, just went super sinker heavy. And with that it induced a ton of ground balls that got him out of the inning. It was a perfect inning, uh, but he also did not record a single swing and miss. He did not record a single called strike. He literally did not record a, a, a strike where he had four fouls, right? Foul balls are obviously strikes, but he, he did not record a, a actual, like, ball hits the catcher's glove and a strike is called. That did not happen a single time, which is kind of remarkable. Um, but the sinker is, by nature, a pitch-to-contact pitch uh, where somebody thinks it's a fastball, they put the bat on it and misses the barrel. It's a ground out, right? That That's the whole point of the sinker. And that's what happened. He got hit some hard contact, right? But got out of the inning and, and got out of it uh, with a perfect inning under his belt. So good enough for me. Willie Peralta goes one and a third. Um, 
I thought he looked really solid until the injury. That's the best that, that I've seen him look in a few starts, actually. Starts. In a few appearances. Um, he had been kind of struggling with his command lately. His walk numbers on the season are actually like kind of borderline concerningly high. He's been walking a ton of people. His strikeout to wash rate walk ratio isn't great. Um, but this outing was really good. He was pounding the strike zone, a lot of weak contact. Um, he, he was really good. And I, I kind of wanted him to just finish the rest. You know, if you wanted to go to Harold in the ninth, that's fine. But I, I wanted to only use three, three pitchers total in this game. Drew going five was huge. And then Willie in a blowout, just kind of sweeping up and finishing up the rest. He can even give up a run or two and it doesn't matter. I, that's what I wanted. That was like my ideal bullpen management for this game. And I was glad that AJ went to Willie um, and then he got hurt. So we'll talk about that after we talk about Joe, uh, Joe Jimenez. Look, I like, he didn't end up giving up an earned run. So nothing's going to count against his ERA. Uh, some horrible fielding in this inning. Jamer Candelario with a mistake. And then Victor Reyes, like almost airballed uh, a fly ball. Like I, I they showed the slow-mo replay. It literally almost missed his entire glove. Like, I'm not sure I've ever seen anything like that, truly, at the major league level at least. Um, so just pitiful fielding in his inning of work, uh, which I'm sure didn't help anything. And he did give up an unearned run. Um, but he also was just not giving it, like, the 110%. Like, his velocity was down almost an entire mile an hour for, like, every single pitch he threw. Um, the spin was down on the slider, which is like his, you know, spinny pitch, obviously. Um, he was just like not, you know, still an effective outing. I mean, you know, only gave up one or one unearned run and, and got out of the inning um, with like fine, but was not putting forth like this is game seven in the World Series effort. Um, and I'm not sure I would be either when you're up nine and your defense is also playing horrifically. I'm not sure I'm going to go out there and give 110 either. So um, doesn't hurt the ERA, though. ERA down to 316, uh, and I'm totally fine. I, I We don't need another injury, so I'm okay with him not blowing his arm out uh, out there. That That's completely fine. Uh, I didn't even really like going to Joe, honestly, in that situation. I Ideally, again, you just have Willie finish it. Um, but I, I guess if you don't go Joe, then I guess maybe you have to go with one of the like big time relievers, and you obviously don't want to do that either. I don't know. It was a weird situation, an unfortunate one because of an injury, and uh, whatever. We made the best out of it, Joe. Um, that, that's fine. Fine outing. And then Harold Castro, position player pitching. One inning, two hits, one run. Uh, really solid. Let's look at the metrics here. Uh, he re- pitched 12 pitches. Nine of them were classified as an EFIS, um, topping out at, at 57 miles an hour. Now, he did throw three fastballs that maxed out at 78.5 miles an hour. Not bad. Uh, did not record a whiff. Did record a called strike. CSW percentage was 8%, a little low. Average exit velocity, 95 almost miles an hour. Uh, spin rate on the fastball was 2,100. That's not bad. That's that's not that's not terrible. Uh, pitching Harold, baby. Pitching Castro, hearing pitching Harold uh, or pitching Castro, whatever they were chanting uh, throughout Comerica was a really fun time. So, yeah, there you go. You're pitching uh, roster moves. Then we'll end the show. So Willie Peralta is hurt at the time of this recording, which is a little bit after midnight here on Wednesday, July 6th. 
Um, there is currently no official roster move, but all the beat writers are kind of like, yeah, Willie's probably going to the IL. Um, so if he does go to the IL, there's a couple, it's going to get weird. First things first, I, I think the presumption and the pretty easy thing to point to immediately would just be like, Hey, tell Will Vest to, to come back. <laughs> Right. Like he, we, we just optioned him to triple a to make room for all the starters and whatnot for this weird stretch where we had three games in two days. Um, just optioned him yesterday. Just tell him to turn the car around and come back. And that's great. Then you have drew Hutchinson though. And I think him and Garrett Hill's future probably are partially determined off what the status with Alex Fiedo then is because uh, currently he hasn't been scratched from the other doubleheader start i believe on the 11th i might be botching that date but i think it's somewhere around there next week at least and so he hasn't been scratched from it yet but if he's then injured as well then you probably have to keep drew and hill but if he's not then maybe you can get rid of of one of them and like drew hutchinson's been cut like 90 times dfa'd i should say like 90 times I mean, you know confidently that no other team's going to pick him up. So you can just like kind of throw him away and see if, if there's someone else you want to call up. Um, I don't know. It, it, the, the roster moves with the pitching is going to be really interesting over the next 48 hours. Uh, and, and if nothing happens with Fido in that time, then over the next week. But the immediate thing is Willie, if he goes to the IL. I can't imagine them doing anything else besides just telling Will Vest to turn back around. And if he doesn't head to the IL, then that's a win-win. And if he doesn't head to the IL, you could still see Drew Hutchinson then re-DFA and Will Vest still come back and all this. There's a lot going on. But for now, just expect Willie Peralta, IL, Will Vest back in the majors. That, that would be my guess. Okay, I think that's everything. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. Now make your next listen, Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. I finally almost made time. I, I've been putting out 40-minute shows for the last, like, all week this week. Finally got close to half an hour, which is what these are supposed to be at. Um, I think that's everything, too. I, I think I didn't have to cut anything to get to 30. I think we covered everything I wanted to talk about. Shane Bieber today, as you're listening to this on, on Wednesday, Shane Bieber, uh, Michael Pineda, hopefully he can bounce back and have a little bit better of a start. He's got a start under his belt now since coming back uh, from injury. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he can go out there and, and put together a decent performance. And and we have all of our best relievers ready to roll uh, because we didn't have to use any of the top guys in uh, except Joe, I guess, if you want to classify him, I think he's probably earned that right. Um, Joe's pitched the last two days, but you have Greg Fulmer Lang all ready to go. So that's really good news. Um, yeah, let's try to let's try to four game sweep the Cleveland Guardians. Let's try it, baby. Why not? And then you just have a plethora of four games. You have four games against Cleveland. You're about to finish a four gamer against Cleveland. And you have four games against the White Sox. Then you have four games against the Royals. Then you have four games against Cleveland again, I think. Some combination of that. I might have gotten the order wrong, but it's all four-game series until the uh, the All-Star break. There's another doubleheader in there, too. No days off. 
So we ball, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully recapping a four-game sweep. Hopefully. We'll see. Peace and love going to Therapy's Dope. I'll catch you all then, baby. Go Tigers.